It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now pushing the limits, here's Brian Shapiro. All right, what's happening, everybody? It is Pushing the Limits. Uh, Thank you for joining us on a hump day, Wednesday, a beautiful day in the Valley. And uh, broadcasting everywhere on the AM, FM dial. Of course, broadcasting on YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, you name it. Thank you for making us a part of your afternoon. And uh, we got some great guests lined up for you today, and we got a lot to talk about. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, uh, Rabbi Vitzvine, who's been on this show before. He's done radio before he had his own show. Um, and I wish we could talk to him under better circumstances, but kind of get his thoughts on the P- Palestinian-Israel conflict, Hamas, and of course, all these innocent people that have tragically lost their lives. It just, it, it, it's just so horrible. And I have more thoughts on that that I want to share with you as we learn a little bit more about this situation. So uh, the rabbi will be joining us here at the bottom of the hour in studio. We got Blake Gwynn from Keller Williams going to be joining us uh, later on in hour number two. Plenty to get to with him. Before I get to some serious stories, and we're going to talk about Steve Scalise. We're going to talk about George Santos. We're going to talk about the latest with the Israel-Palestinian conflict and Hamas and hostages. And, and there's a lot more information that we've learned in the last 24 hours. I'm going to get to all that with you. But I do want to start with some pleasant news to start the show, if I may, before we get into some serious topics. First of all, great, uh, great performance by the Vegas Golden Knights last night. Uh, I was lucky enough to be there in the home opener. It was a lot of fun. Uh, they raised the banner. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, the Seattle Kraken are not a bad hockey team. They're an above average hockey team. Uh, I consider them to be a playoff team. They will be. And uh, that was a really fun uh, night. And the Knights took re- took off right where they left off as far as I'm concerned. They looked like a Stanley Cup team and uh they were great. Aiden Hill was phenomenal. Took off right where he left off in the Stanley Cup finals. He was phenomenal. He made some great saves yesterday. Marcia so looked great out there. Mark Stone is healthy. Carlson looked good. Barbashev is a beast and uh this is the, they got three really really good lines. Fourth line's not bad either, but you you talk about three really good lines. So anyway, Congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights. It was a lot of fun. I caught up with Danny Negreanu at the game. A lot of the local celebrities were there. And uh, just a great performance by the Vegas Golden Knights. And we're going to continue to uh, cover them, of course. And uh, we will have Dan Duva on the show next week. And uh, we'll get right into it, man. But the uh, hockey season is officially underway. And the Vegas Golden Knights have not lost a game this season. (laughs) Nice game last night by the Knights. The WNBA finals game two in las vegas tonight i will be there with a very special celebrity guest i think my friends already know who i'm bringing but i'll probably talk more about that next week i am taking the next two days off and the reason why i'm taking the next two days off and i usually do this when the pga tours in town because i'm a big golf fan the shriners hospital for children's open also starts tomorrow we got nascar this weekend there's a lot of stuff going on so i'm taking the next two days off the same guest will be here paul mccaskey will be here tomorrow nicole mitchell will be on the show friday and chris Wynn will be filling in for me so b shap is going to be taking a little four-day weekend i need it to be honest with you and uh chris Wynn will do a great job holding the fort uh sadly phil kessel's streak has ended because nobody picked him up i did want to bring that to note because i think phil kessel can still play and I think he can still contribute to a team. The guy was averaging 12 minutes a game for the Knights. He wasn't even on the power play. 
and he still had close to 40 points last year. So I still believe Phil Kessel has a little bit left in the tank. He still lives here in Las Vegas. Uh, but other than that, as I said, great performance by the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, so we will continue to monitor. Of course, we have UNR and uh, UNLV. I wish the game was here, but it is on the road for UNLV. Uh, I expect UNLV to win. They're a good football team. They're a pretty good football team. I expect them to beat Nevada Reno. Not a good football team. Um, so a lot of sports in town, man. It's crazy. I just interviewed LeBron James the other day. We got the WNBA finals I'm going to today. VGK last night. We got NASCAR this weekend. We got the Shriners Hospital for Children's Open. PGA Tour in town. I mean, there is so much going on right now, sports-wise, in this town. And folks, it's only going to get better. The, uh, the F1 is right around the corner which I probably will not be going to because it's going to be a you-know-what show. Uh, but uh, how many wealthy Saudi Arabians will will be in town for that? Probably quite a few. Um, so I, I want to get into uh, breaking news, a lot of different stuff going on on Capitol Hill, and we're going to give you updates, of course, on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and, and, and so on and so forth. But I do want to start with this. Um, George Santos, haven't really talked about him in a while. He is obviously a disgrace, a liar, a cheater, you name it, just a despicable human being. And uh, federal prosecutors late yesterday filed a significant array of additional charges against the representative, accusing him of new criminal schemes, including stealing the identities and credit card details of donors to his campaign. Let me repeat that again, because it is such a douchebag, scumbag move. He stole the identities and credit card details of donors in his campaign. Now, you can go ahead and use the term allegedly. I'm going to go ahead and say he probably did this, ladies and gentlemen. The new accusations were made in this 23-count indictment that laid out how Santos had charged his donors' credit cards repeatedly without their authorization, distributing the money to his and other candidates' campaigns to his own bank account. Now, of course, in typical George Santos fashion, He was found in the House chambers this morning. Reporters were following him. And in typical George Santos fashion, he tried to avoid the questions and pretended like he was on a phone call. Have a listen to this exchange right here. No comment. I was. I did not have access to my phone. Prosecutors no, say you defrauded the American I public. No will you resign? Of what you guys are talking about. No, I will not. Excuse me. You will not resign. They said that you stole people's identities. Did you steal people's identities? <laughs> I have no comment. I was in conference like everyone else without my phone, so I have nothing what, what to talk about. I need to take a look at my phone. Did you commit? Why are you talking about the pretty basic question? Did you identify? No. Are you okay, sir? Did you charge them? Did you charge to your credit card donors money? Did you use their credit cards to reward yourself? That's the allegation. Uh, no. I will look at it. Why shouldn't you be able to vote in the speaker's election? Such a key election when you've been charged with all these crimes. <laughs> Just slams the door in his face. Manu Raju, CNN. Some photographer, like, fell down. This guy is such an idiot. He's such a scumbag, George Santos. Yeah, he has no idea what this is all about. Yeah, I'm sure, buddy. I'm sure you had no idea this was coming. I'm sure your attorneys didn't tell you. Ah, I haven't had access to my phone. Meanwhile, he has his phone in his hand. I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. No, I don't know anything about this, you idiot. You criminal puke. Oh, how long has this guy been in office and Republicans still have yet to out him? 
I mean, maybe he'll be forced to resign now. Maybe. How corrupt is the Republican Party today? Let's be honest here. A guy like a George Santos can remain in this party and he's not forced to resign. I mean, Al Franken pretended like he was touching a woman's breast in a picture from God knows how many years ago. And Democrats said, nope, Al, you got to go. The difference, again, the fundamental difference today between Republicans and Democrats. A guy like George Santos would have been outed as a Democrat months and months ago. Would have never got to this point. But Republicans, it's such a clown show. They let this guy, George Santos, remain in office. It's a joke. Oh, speaking of clowns, Steve Scalise, it appears as though Steve Scalise is going to be the next next House Speaker. A lot of people on Twitter and on social media are calling him McCarthy 2.0. I I think Scalise is even worse because last I checked, McCarthy didn't speak in front of white supremacists at a group back in 2002. Steve Scalise did that. That's right. Guess who that was run by? David Duke. These are the people that Steve Scalise surrounds himself with. I'm sure Steve Scalise might tell you there's good people on both sides. This is now going to be the House Speaker. Say what you want about Akeem Jeffries. He's smart. He's educated. He's not a bigot. You can disagree with him on policy. Hakeem Jeffries has never spoken in front of any type of supremacists or Jewish haters or what have you. Last I checked, Hakeem Jeffries doesn't have anything like that happening. That's exactly what Steve Scalise did. And that's the face of the, of the Republican Party besides Donald Trump. Steve Scalise. Oh, yeah. By the way, don't you find it very interesting that Steve Scalise is using government health care currently to recover from blood cancer only to become the House minority leader and do everything in his power to take Medicare away from millions who have no other options. So rich people don't have to pay taxes. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Steve Scalise. Yes, the same guy for years who talked about anti-masking, anti-mask wearing, we will not comply. Nobody should be forced to wear a mask. We shouldn't have to wear a mask in the House chambers. And lately, for a few weeks, all of a sudden now, Steve Scalise is wearing a mask. Why? Because it affects him. Because he has cancer. And by the way, I support that. I support the fact that he's wearing a mask. He has cancer. He's listening to his doctors. But only when it works for him will he wear a mask. Let's forget about everybody else. Again, this guy is the guy that's going to be the House Speaker for the Republican Party. A complete and utter scumbag. Yes, Steve Scalise is a scumbag. He's a hypocritical, MAGA far-right a-hole. That's who Steve Scalise is. Steve Scalise is on record as saying he's David Duke without the baggage. What is that statement supposed to mean? I take it as, I don't like Jews. I don't like black people but I don't have the David Duke baggage. That's what I take out of that statement. And I believe that's who Steve Scalise is. I don't call him Kevin McCarthy 2.0. I call him David Duke 2.0. That's who Steve Scalise is. He's a hypocrite and he's a liar. And while all this stuff is going on within the Republican party, George Santel still a representative. Steve Scalise, who has rubbed shoulders with guys like David Duke. We see some of this pro-Palestine in these rallies 
across the country. And sadly, a local Las Vegas group is holding one of these rallies. And I saw it on social media. I'm not going to say when it is. I'm not going to say where it is because I think it's despicable. Not everybody that is pro-Palestine is despicable. That's not what I'm saying. Here's what I am saying. In the latest news that we received, reports out of Israel, 40 babies were beheaded. 40 babies in Israel were beheaded. More bodies are being found. Families ripped away, never seeing their children and their loved ones ever again. Israelis being tortured by Hamas. If you're pro-Palestine, now is not the time. Now is not the time. And I would go the other direction and say the same thing. God forbid, if we had terrorist organizations, unprovoked, killing thousands of innocent Palestinian people and babies and beheading babies. And then I saw a bunch of pro-Israel protests. I would say the exact same thing to them. Now is not the time. In my personal opinion, these days, in the last several days, if you're holding these pro-Palestine rallies, they're also pro-Hamas because you're supporting what Hamas did. You can say you're not supporting it, but your actions speak otherwise. Israel is going to retaliate. Israel is retaliating. Israel has the right to retaliate. What does it say about you? When we learn of these innocent people in Israel that were tortured, in some cases babies beheaded, what does it say about you that your first reaction after you hear of innocent loss of life is to hold a pro-Palestine rally? What does that say about you? Really, I'd like to know. And there are members of Black Lives Matter, some of the organization that are also putting forth this rhetoric as well. Extremely disappointing and despicable as far as I am concerned. So we have this rally that's going to be taking place this week. And I might be going to that rally. And the reason why I might be going to that rally is I want to know if you have this solidarity for the Palestinian people, what about the Israeli people that have lost their lives? On this flyer that I have, it says, in solidarity with the Palestinian people and their right to resist 75 years of occupation. What about 75 years of terrorist attacks, 75 years of, of people, the good people in Israel, in fear of their lives from suicide bombers? But you won't hear these people talk about that. But I will probably go to that event because I want to find out who these despicable people are. I want to know. I want to know why they're doing this. Why? Don't tell me it's because you're pro-Palestine, because if you were, where were your protests in the last three months or six months or year or years? Where were they? Why do you decide to do it after a terrorist attack by Hamas? And, you know, the Israeli version of 9-11, I mean, that's really what people are calling this, and rightfully so, that's what they should. That's what this is. Why would you hold these 
pro-Palestine rallies. And hey, listen, maybe you disagree with me, you agree, I don't know. You can call in if you if you agree or disagree. I, I don't know. 702-221-7283. And again, that number to call 702-221-7283. For the most part, the Republican Party, the one thing they do for the most part is they stand pro-Israel for the most part. And yes, there are a select few despicable people within the Democratic Party, including those that are in the squad that are anti-Israel. There's no question about that. I've talked about that every day. They're despicable. But for the most part, Republicans and Democrats agree that we need to be pro-Israel, we need to back Israel, and we need to have their backs when it comes to this war, for the most part, which is a good thing. Does that mean innocent Palestinians deserve to die? Of course not. I don't condone that at all. But when you have war, and let's be very clear on this, who is Hamas? Well, we know that Hamas is a terrorist organization. They have always been a terrorist organization. They have no regard for human life. We know that. They're doing it to their own Palestinian people, using their bodies as shields. We know that. Why don't you hear more Palestinians calling out Hamas? We know that Hamas is funded by Iran. We know that for sure. That's not even a question. That's not a debate. Iran and the Iranian government is funding Hamas. Many of these terrorists are out of Palestine. There are people that are Palestinians that are complicit, that are that have allowed this to happen. Not everybody, but many of these terrorists hide within the Palestinian people, if that makes sense. So there are some complicit people there. I'm going to tell you right now, those that are in this terrorist organization, Hamas, they also want people like you and me dead. They want innocent Americans dead as well. If they disagree with with their religion, if anybody disagrees with their religion, if anybody disagrees with, with their ideology, Hamas wants you dead. It's not just Jewish people in Israel. Hamas wants you dead. They're no different than Al-Qaeda in that aspect. Hamas hates our way of life. They hate the freedoms that we had. We have. According to Hamas, if, if a woman shows any skin at all, she'll be raped and killed. This is Hamas for you. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. And again, the number if you would like to be a part of the conversation. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. Let's start off with Patrick is first up on Pushing the Limits. Hello, Patrick. What's going on, Brian? Hey, man, uh, Hamas there, you forgot to mention that it was Israel and the United States that did create Hamas uh, years ago. Uh, we supported them. We funded them. We advocated that they have elections. And then they won their election over there. And then we decided, okay, we got to bomb these people and get them out. So it was a, another. How has Israel for, supported and funded Hamas? Let's start. Yasser Arafat, years ago. Yasser Arafat um, is not an Israeli. Not Israel. Yasser Arafat was never pro Israel. Yasser Arafat was a terrorist and who is responsible for killing hundreds of thousands of people, including his hey, own. It, it, Yasser Arafat was Palestine, and we helped Hamas. Okay, Yasser Arafat has nothing to do with the Israeli government. I asked you a specific question because you're the one who made the statement that you believe Israel has funded Hamas. So now I'm asking you why. They helped create Hamas years ago. How? Man, you can go back and... and, and I don't, I'm not, not, listen, you're the one who made, you're the one who made the statement, not me. I'm asking you now, how? Don't tell me to go back and look up something. You're the one who made the statement, so I'm assuming you have facts. So I'm asking you. How did Israel fund Hamas? How did the Israeli government support 
and fund Hamas, which is, by the way, an absurd hey, statement. This is, hey, this is decades ago, Brian. I don't this care is, if it was 100 years ago or yesterday. Tell me how. You're the one making the statement, sir. This is why I get frustrated financial with you. Financial support, advocate. Yeah, okay, there, saying there financial support doesn't mean anything. Be specific. How did they do it? They advocated on Hamas's behalf to to create division there. Okay, so this when you say they, for a long time, when you we've say been funded they, both sides for many, okay, many years. I'm not Brian. okay. If if you want to talk about the United States, I'll have that conversation with you. You're the one who made the statement, which obviously I disagree with, that Israel has supported and somehow formed Hamas, which is obviously not true. But I'm giving you the opportunity to explain why, and you haven't. So I'll ask you again now for the third time: How did Israel? fund and support Hamas, the same people that have terrorized their own people. There's all kinds of articles on the Internet. Okay, all kinds of articles is not evidence. So now that we prove that you have absolutely no idea what you're talking about when it comes to Israel. Hey, Washington Post, who who is Hamas and why did they, I mean, it's it's all here, Brian. I mean, You haven't given me one speck of evidence to back up your ridiculous statement, not one. Just because you say there's articles out there and do your own research means nothing. I give you the opportunity when you make a statement that I disagree with. I give you the opportunity to back it up with any sort of facts, which clearly you can't do. Now, let me give you some facts, okay? Israel has never funded Hamas. Israel didn't form Hamas. They are a a Jew-hating terrorist organization. For you to make that statement is like for us to say that we funded the 9-11 attack. It's not true. It didn't happen. And Israel does not fund the terrorist organization that wants Israel off the face of the earth. It's an absurd statement that you just made. It's absurd, Patrick. Well, it, it, it's true, man. This, this, this it's not true. You don't know what you're talking about. Do it you realize? In 1987. Okay, you keep throwing things out there, and again, you have no evidence to prove anything that you've said, and it's absurd. You're saying that the Israeli government somehow formed Hamas and wanted a terrorist group to terrorize their own people. If Israel didn't defend themselves against Hamas, Guess what? Israel wouldn't even exist. And why would you come up with a conspiracy theory like that after we know that probably thousands of innocent Israelis are dead? They behead babies. Hey, Brian, we, we don't know that to be true yet. That report has still not we been don't, verified. It's oh, really? Same. So Israelis same. weren't raped and tortured and killed. Is that, is that what you're about to tell me right now? I'm talking about the 40 babies that was reported. That, okay. that has not been okay. verified. Okay. We don't know that to be true. I, I pray it's not true. Okay, well, I, we don't okay. know that it's so true. Just let's, like the same thing about Iraq soldiers throwing babies out of incubators. That never happened. Okay, you so, have to be very, so, okay. You have to be so here's, here's, These are okay. emotional times. Here's, okay, you know what? I'm going to make a statement here, regardless of whether that's true or not, which I believe it to be true. Hamas is a terrorist organization. They want to kill as many innocent Israelis as possible. They've raped women. They've taken limbs off of children. There's videos that I've seen on the on the internet. Uh, obviously, you haven't seen it. I have where these these Hamas terrorists go into these homes and they kidnap children. They they execute people. They behead people. And you want to defend them and say, well, that might not be true. Why can't you just admit what they are? They're a terrorist group. I'm not defending anything, Brian. I'm, I'm saying that we have to be very careful just to assume all this reporting. No, is we don't have to be careful. Hamas is a terrorist group. They all deserve to die. I'm not going to be careful. Why can't you say that? They Hamas all deserve to die. Everybody you're, you're, you're in drastic. Hamas, everybody in Hamas, they are a terrorist organization. You think those people should live? The people that rape women and have no regard for human life? You want to be nice to them? Is that you want to negotiate with them? Is that what you want to do, Patrick? Well, I, I don't want to fly them 
cash like uh, Obama and Biden. That's did not what I asked you. And by the way, that was that was Iran. And you have again, I have no idea what you're talking about. That had nothing to do with Hamas. Do you know why so. Barack Obama did that? Do you have any idea why Barack Obama did that? Because he's 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 in bed with them. He wrong, does, wrong. Once again, Patrick doesn't know what he's talking about. The reason why Barack Obama did that is so that we could go to their nuclear sites and make sure that what they were doing in those nuclear sites. And by the way, that could have saved millions and millions of lives. That's yeah. why he negotiated that so we could look at all their nuclear sites and make sure they weren't doing any wrongdoing, which I'm sure you you didn't know. But the, he actually flew cash, pallets of cash. Oh, for Christ's sake. You, okay you know what that? I find interesting in this conversation? You, okay you know what I find interesting in this conversation? You're the first person to attack Barack Obama. You're the first person to attack Joe Biden. I haven't heard you say one negative thing about Hamas. What does that say about you, Patrick? Have a very nice day. I'm done talking to you. You seem to defend Hamas, but you want to attack Barack Obama. Pathetic. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. Let's go to Ryan. Ryan is next. Hello, Ryan. Hey, uh, Brian, usually I, I call in and talk basketball with you and, and Mr. McKeskey, but <laughs> yes, I sir. just figured I would chime in and speak about this because my mother is an Israeli Jew and my father's Muslim, so I'm kind of like in between, um, you know, what's been going on from both sides of my family, uh, you know, encouraging encouraging me to take a side. I just wanted to ask you a few questions. Number one, do you think that Vladimir Putin had anything to do with Iran uh, Great question. backing Hamas? Great question, Ryan. And, you know, I talked about this the other day. Phenomenal question. I'm going to tell you, yes. And here's why. It's taking the ball off of Ukraine. There's always a reason why Vladimir Putin does certain things. And I be personally believe he, he is in bed with the Iranian government. Yes. And I believe he did that because nobody's really going to be talking about Ukraine, not in the media, at least for the next month. We're going to be talking about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. So, yes, to yep. answer your question, yes. Okay, that's that's all I really had. Well, actually, actually, one more, if you don't mind. Yes, sir. Go right ahead. Okay, so I keep on hearing the news uh, about this. I yep. haven't been to Israel in many years, mm -hmm. and when I was there, I, I wasn't anywhere close to Gaza. But from what I've been told, from what I've read, there's approximately 2.5 million people in 140 squares, uh, square miles in Gaza. And uh, they really can't leave. The power's being turned on or turned off. Uh, no food, no water. Right. What, what can, be, can be done for the innocent Palestinians? Yes. Uh, that's, that's a fair point. And it's horrible. I'm not sure what can be done. What I can tell you, Hamas doesn't care. Hamas should have thought about that before they did what they did. Uh, the sad part about this, the sad part about a war is sadly innocent people are going to die. It could, it's going to be Israelis. It's going to be Palestinians. I don't want either to happen. And there are good Palestinian right. people out there. And some of those Palestinian people out there, uh, I would imagine did not want Hamas to do what they did. But sadly, there are also Palestinians out there that are complicit, uh, that are not speaking out enough on this. And, and, and that's what frustrates me more than anything, uh, Ryan. And I hope I answered your question, sir, and, and Mr. Paul McCaskey will be in studio tomorrow, so please call back then, okay, my friend? Awesome. Thank you very much. Appreciate you, Ryan. Good questions. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate you. All right, here's what we're going to do. So um, 
Coming up next, somebody that I, I certainly have a, a ton of respect for. Uh, he's a local rabbi in the community. He knows a thing or two about Israel. Spent a lot of time there. Rabbi that's Wine will be joining us next. And uh, I want to get his thoughts on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. I want to ask him about Hamas, his thoughts on the Palestinian people. So many questions I want to get to with him. Uh, and then we got Blake Wynn coming up in hour number two as well. Uh, we'll be back with the rabbi right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing. Hey, everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. The Klondike Casino is a friendly local spot that features our signature restaurant, the Klondike Grill. Serving up fresh food fast. Open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner just off the 95 Freeway on Sunset Road in Henderson. You will find the Klondike Casino featuring all your favorite games from the Strip in the comfort of a neighborhood casino. You can place a bet at their full-service sportsbook or start your day with a breakfast plate that comes with your choice of potato and toast. Or check us out for lunch or dinner and try one of our many sandwiches like the popular beer-battered fish sandwich or the Philly cheesesteak. Check out the full menu at Klondike's sunset.com Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale of printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Is your dog suffering Buying from a sensitive a stomach? A huge Hi, it's Kelly the Cookie Lady. guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. 
Welcome to Hash House A Go Go, where we've been serving farm food and crafted cocktails for over two decades. Visit us for the full Hash House experience at any of our five Las Vegas locations. Hash House A Go Go is where old school meets new and gets twisted. We bring people together over good food and fun. Come in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and come hungry because our portions are huge. Visit us online to see our entire menu at hashhouseagogo.com. Hash House A Go Go. It's a Midwest thing, and there's nothing else like it. Welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining us. So, as I'm sure many of you have heard and seen, the visuals on social media, I can't even imagine what it must be like when you're, you know, you're having dinner with your family, you're in a home with your kids and your wife or your husband or, you know, whatever the case may be. And your life is just turned upside down in a, in a second. And, and for sadly for many people ending after being tortured, that's what the good people of Israel have been facing here. Uh, and it's just, it's just, it's just, I can't get some of these visuals out of my head. Uh, but I, but I do want to talk about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. I want to talk about Hamas. I want to talk about issues that the good people in Israel are facing. And I figured, what better person to do that than a local rabbi here? He used to do his own radio show, Rabbi Vitzvine, uh, joining us right now. And uh, Rabbi, uh, I wish we could meet under better circumstances, but I do appreciate you coming here. I thought it'd be important for you to talk about some of these issues, and I really do appreciate you being here. How are you? Hey, thank God. Fantastic. Um, uh, thanks for having me. It's uh, always a pleasure, Brian, to appreciate to it. See you and, and, and discuss. These are really, no really question. important issues to hard questions. Hard first question to ask you, Rabbi, right? But I mean, what, what went through your mind? I mean, when you first heard about this? So it was very interesting with me because as an Orthodox Jew, you know, I'm the rabbi of young Israel, Aish, um, which is an Orthodox synagogue, you know, in the West End over here near Cola Ranch in Summerlin. So, um, uh, we, we found out about it on Saturday morning, you know, which is Shabbos morning. Right. And this last Shabbos was, it was actually a two day or so it was Shabbos. And then the next day was Simchas Torah. Mm-hmm. And as an Orthodox Jew, so we don't uh, look at the, the news. We don't, we don't use electronics. We don't, we're not on the phone, not on the internet, wa- not watching TV, not listening to the radio and show up policemen or the metro is right out in front of the shul. And Metro, by the way, has been amazing. They have, we have had a constant police presence in front of our shul since Saturday morning, continuous the whole time. We've had, you know, cruisers there, uh, plain closed, uh, you know, detectives. I mean, the whole thing there. They're really watching every, uh, watching us, uh, all the time. It's great. Um, I spoke with the police captain uh, the other day, yesterday. I said, you know, it kind of makes me wonder what, what do I need to pay for my own security for? I got, to, I have security there, but I got Metro here. So, uh, anyway, so, but the thing is, so I walked in and, um, you know, I see the police there and, uh, the, someone comes over. Oh, Rabbi, I'm so sorry with uh, Nanju. I'm so sorry what happened in Israel. I'm like, I have no idea what's happened in Israel. I, I, I didn't know. 
And, um, mm. and then you, you heard about it. Of course, everyone's just talking about it a lot. And, and, um, when you come into young Israel Aish, so on the right hand side, we have what we call the American minion. On the left side, and you go back there, we have the Israeli minion. I have a huge contingent of Israelis that are part of that. And, um, and a bunch of them were missing and, and it was, people are talking about it. So I had the unique challenge of hearing about it in piecemeal, really not because the people around are not really getting the news. I'm not getting the direct news. I'm, it's, you know, you're getting right. it second, third hand right. in little pieces. And, um, and if, hey, that's all people are interested in. And it's Shabbos. It's our Sabbath. And it's, then it's followed by Yom Tov. It's an, a 48 hour span of time where we're not looking into this. And I've got to guide the community. So I will share with you what I told them. I said, listen, uh, this is, it's forefront of what's going on in everyone's mind right now. Everybody has a role. Everybody in life has a role all the time. Mm-hmm. If you're in Israel, your role is uh, get a gun, and put on your your, your report to, for duty, get on your you know your fatigue you know your military fatigues and 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 go kill the bad guys and and save as many of ours as we, you can. That's your job, hundred um, percent. But we're not in Israel right now. We're in Las Vegas. So when you're in Las Vegas, you have a different role. So the the most important mitzvah, the most important commandment or task that anyone has is the one that is in front of them right now. So when it was Shabbos, our role was to pray, to learn Torah, to be joyful in the spiritual merit of divine protection. I think it's important for people to realize, you know, I think on Sunday night, there's another, there's going to be an, an event at Aaron and, and I'm going to speak a little more about this idea. There's going to be a thousand people there in support of Israel. But, you know, Jews, we are always working on two levels at all times. There's the heavenly level and the mm-hmm. earthly level. There's heavenly things we need to do and there's earthly things we need to do. And the Jewish people are one people. I mean, humanity's one. Jewish people are one people. Some people have an earthly job. Some people have a heavenly job at the same time. The people that, and, and then it does cross over a little bit, and I'll explain that in a moment. But, but the people that are fighting, they've got, they got to wipe out evil. I mean, we, we, we don't turn the other cheeks so the person can slap the other one. You know, that's not us. We have to destroy evil, wipe it out without mercy. And that is, powered by the people who are in the role of mm. the spirit of the heavenly realm and through the learning of the Torah, learning Torah, doing the commandments, praying. And, and a lot of people pray. I mean, listen, I, you know, you contact and you see even people that are not so religious. They pray now. It's important not only to pray, but to, but to, to know your prayers make a difference. And I understand that. Yeah. And you're a rabbi and you preach that, you know, yeah. how, how the importance of prayer. And, and yeah. by the way, I have no problem with that. And yeah. I would be lying to you if I said I didn't ever speak to God. Uh, at the same time, you know, there are people that, as you know, yeah. good Jewish people that pray every day, that are faithful people um, that have been tortured, yeah. murdered. Um, and I don't know. I'm almost at a loss for words. Let me ask you this. When you see imagery of people that are pro-Palestine that are putting on these pro-Palestine rallies, like, and I don't want to promote this, but there's one local um, organization that's, that's that's putting on an event tomorrow. Yeah, 
What goes through your mind? Because for me, Rabbi, I say to myself, where were all these rallies months ago? Why do you decide to do these rallies days after all these innocent Israelis are killed? To me, it, in my opinion, it's a pro-Hamas rally. It is a pro-Hamas rally. I'm glad you have that clarity. And, you know, part of our earthly efforts in Las Vegas is to, you know, it's clarity or death. I mean, you know, right. normally when, when my rabbi said to me, you know, clarity or death, he was talking about, you know, uh, spiritual death. <laughs> okay. Right. No, no. Now it's, now it's very literal. It's our job in a, if you're not such a religious person, so to speak, you're not praying so much, or even if you are just a little bit, but you want something to do mm-hmm. now here. Um, yeah. Okay. So you're going to give charity according to your means, but we have got to be committed to, to moral clarity and making sure people have moral clarity. And this rally, this pro, it's disgusting. Pro, they I say think. it's pro Palestinian, but you're right. It's not Palestinian. Can I it's, ask you a question? Pro Hamas about Palestinians, and I agree. Yeah, we, yeah. we both 100 percent agree on that. Yeah. You agree with me though that not every Palestinian person is an anti-Semite. Not everybody in Palestine wants to kill innocent Jewish people because I believe while there are some Palestinians that feel that way, there's no question. I don't believe every Palestinian feels that way, and I think some of them. Uh, are in fear of their own life that they speak out against Hamas. So we have to now, this, because the task at hand is moral clarity, we have to be very, very careful with our words. So I'm going to answer in, in a precise terms. Okay. There are three levels mm-hmm. of people in, living in Gaza. Oh, let's say Gaza specifically. There's the Hamas guy. That guy is sadistic, d- demonic, evil, terrorist. He is a murderer. He, uh, there is, that person should be killed. He, if he was in the room and he could, he'd kill both you and I and uh, make no mistake. You know, he would tell, he, he'd, he'd knock our heads off. If he could, he would. Okay. Then there's level two. The level two guy is the guy in, in, in Gaza who Hamas is his leader. Uh, they were elected in <laughs> 2007. They were elected. They are there. Okay. He's the leader. He benefits from him. He's, he might not feel totally that I want to kill every Jew, but he's happy that these are his leaders. He's, or he's, let me put it this way. He's okay with it. And he might not want to protest so much because he's a little fearful, that kind of stuff, or, but he, he's, he, he, he's complicit. He's complicit. And by the way, he should be killed too. Yeah. And from the Torah, again, I, the nice thing about, you know, I've spoken before with you. The nice thing about being an Orthodox rabbi, the synagogue's young Israel Aish is, is I don't, these are not my opinions. I'm just plagiarizing rabbis from years, no, and years, and years I, ago. Right? And I, and I understand that. And, um, and the third guy, yeah. the third guy is the guy who you broadly were referring to. Is the guy, he, he has his falafel stand and his hummus and right. he just wants to live a good life. And, and he might be a little afraid right. to, to speak out against the leadership. And I understand or that. The same guy. It's, it, it, I understand that. It, my issue yeah. is more not Palestinians. It's the Iranian government. Because as we know, the Iranian uh, government has funded. Evil, evil. Right. These guys they have, have funded, be right, destroyed. Rabbi? They have funded yeah. Hamas. Yeah. Uh, I don't want innocent Palestinians dead. I know you don't. Uh, unfortunately, when Hamas has been harbored among those people, sadly, innocent Palestinians are going to die. Let me ask you another question. A uh, point yeah. uh, before sure, sure. the moral clarity on that, and it's mm. very important. We mm. speak about this a lot. Is every 
every Gazan who dies is a result of Hamas. Right. Every single one, because again, you know, they, they're the headquarters at the bottom of a, at the bottom of a, of a hospital and they, 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 they keep munitions in, in the schools and they use as human shields. And, and what's going to, and we know what's going to happen because we, listen, we're smart. <laughs> we have the Torah. The blessing of the Torah is we ask that God, you know, we, we, we appreciate God for his sukkah of peace. A sukkah, as you know, is, is a temporary structure. And we know that today the world's support Israel. Mm. But, you know, in a week from now, two weeks, when the, when, when the Gazans are saying, oh, now, you know, now there's, uh, you know, 3,000, 4,000 uh, Arabs have been killed. It's very, it, the world's going to turn against the Jews again. Like we know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. And, and we've got to make sure that people are as clear as possible. As many people are as clear as possible. No question. Uh, the moral clarity. It's, I agree. Yeah. Rabbi, so it's my joining us in studio, a local rabbi here in Las Vegas. Uh, we're talking, of course, about the conflict, Palestinian Israeli conflict and, and of course, Hamas and these horrible terrorist attacks. All right. Got to bring a little bit of politics into this. Um, criticism I have on both sides. Okay. Let's start with criticism on the left that I think is fair criticism. Yeah. The squad. People like Ilhan Omar and Ocasio-Cortez and Talib, who are clearly anti-Israel. Omar going on Twitter, and yeah, of course she's going to say, my heart goes out to the innocent people who die. But then on the other side, basically in her statement says that Israel doesn't have a right to defend themselves, and she's calling for a ceasefire. Are you kidding me? This is Israel's 9-11. Despicable and ignorant statements on Ilhan Omar's part. And I'm very upset with the squad. On the other side of things, I think most Republicans are pro-Israel, right? But there are some Republicans out there, like the Tim Scotts of the world, that are putting the blame on Joe Biden. Now, if you want to criticize that $6 billion payment, I think that's a fair conversation to have. But to make an insinuation that Joe Biden wanted a bunch of innocent Israelis to die, I think is disgusting and absurd. Just like 9-11, when people were saying George W. Bush wanted this to happen and it was an inside job. I don't agree with that any more than this. Uh, we can have criticisms for a payment that was made to the Iranian government, which, by the way, I don't agree with either. But I think to put blame on Joe Biden is absurd. And for Ilhan Omar to say that Israel basically shouldn't be allowed to defend themselves, also absurd. Agree? Disagree with that? Okay. So there's a few different points. Ilhan Omar, right? I believe in free speech. Big, I, but That's why. Right? We believe in free yeah. speech. We're also against hate crimes. Right. And we're against enabling hate crimes. And in the same way that those, those Gazans that are just kind of like, they're not Hamas, but they're living in Gaza and they don't, didn't protest. They don't, they elected these, they, they, they stay quiet for whatever reason. Maybe they're afraid. Fine. Mm-hmm. But they are complicit in the crimes of the heinous crimes of Hamas. And that's why, you know what? They, they should be wiped out too. Same way, Ilan Omar. Absolutely. She should be suspended from Congress, kicked out. It is, we are at a point right now, this rally that's going to go on, mm-hmm. pro-Palestinian ra- rally, these are hate crimes. If a person goes out and they hear someone inciting hatred against Jews, they write them, death to the Jews, death to the Jews. Okay, you know what? You know what's going to happen? Someone's going to go and kill a Jew. And that you're inciting the hate crime. So free speech? Yes, free speech. Not that. Doesn't mean we can't call it out. Yeah, we, it has to be called out. It has to be said what it is. Right. So Ilan Omar, she's 
terrible. She should be suspended from Congress, if not if not worse. She's an imbecile, and she's an and, anti-Semite, and, as far and, as I'm and, concerned. A total anti-Semite, yeah. total yeah. Jew hater. Yeah, and and uh, so that, that that's the first point. Do you think Ocasio Cortez is? I don't. I wouldn't a character. I agree with you with everything yeah. you just said about yeah. Omar. I don't know if I'd characterize Ocasio Cortez as a quote, and I, I know you didn't say this as a Jew hater. I think Ocasio Cortez is extremely ignorant when it comes to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Do you, do you agree? Or uh, it, it, ignorant might be too nice. I don't think she's not a dumb person. You think I, she's, she thinks she's anti-Semitic? I, I, I think she's. I, yeah. I think there's more. There's way more evil in there, and 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 because of the time we live in, I, I think. If you and I had this discussion uh, mm-hmm. l- last week, mm-hmm. I think I would be softer, right. and I'd say, you know what? Let's let, you know, let, let me look point. at her quotes. But now, the, a fair the, point. We don't have the luxury. You know what she needed to be to do? soft today. You know what she needed to do. First statement: My heart goes out to all the Israeli people. Hamas is a terrorist organization. They need to be taken out. There is no excuse for that. Stop talking about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict now. It's inappropriate. You have a, a terrorist group that's gone in there and beheaded babies. Now's not the time to be talking about Palestinians. And I, I get it. No, it? you have to. Every member of Congress, everyone, every human being should condemn Hamas. And in the same breath or without the next breath uh, uh, being too deep, yeah. should say Israel has the obligation right. to defend itself. And some have. No, you know yep. what people say? They say Israel has the right to defend itself. I don't like that because it's giving credence to the people who say they don't have a right. This is not a discussion here. It's not like, do they have the right? They don't have the right. It's like saying we, we didn't need to go to Afghanistan after 9-11. Yeah, right? right. doesn't make any sense. It, there's yeah. an obligation yeah. to protect your yourself. Agreed. Can I ask you a yeah. question about this, though? And this is a very complex issue. But I say to myself, you know, Israel has some of the most the best capabilities as far as defending themselves, whether it be missiles, what have you. How the hell, and I know we're going to learn more about this, but how the hell does this happen? How does the Israeli government unable to defend themselves from these attacks? That's what's very disappointing to me. How did they allow this to happen? Okay, I cannot give you an earthly answer, but I will give you a heavenly answer. Um, it's, it, it is the Almighty. When we see things that don't logically make sense to us, then... It, it means that God has put his providence deeper into the situation. It is very clear from the Torah through all of our ages, when Jews don't get along with each other, when there is a schism in Jews, and, and, and before last week, if you go back, let's go to Friday morning. It's a Friday morning. In Israel, there was a huge schism between the religious and the non-religious, between the leftists and the right, between the, uh, on the judicial system, on other things. And when Jews don't get along, the Almighty brings an outside element to come and remind us all that we are brethren and we are family and we have to get together. And that's exactly what has happened. Jews were really split far apart, literally at each other's throats in, in Israel. Then, Hamas comes in with this horrific attack, and now every Jew is 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 hand in hand with his brother, no matter what their political affiliation, mm-hmm. no matter what their religious identity is. They're all together because when it gets important, we all stick together. So, on a spiritual element, I would say that's how it happens. Now, technically, you know, with Iran and this and that, that I don't know. But spiritually, that's how it always happens. All right, Rabbi Yvitzvine joining us in studio. We're going to take some calls uh, if you'd like to be a part of the conversation. Um, 702-221-7283. 
And again, the number, a chance to opportunity to, you know, ask me or, or the rabbi a question about uh, what we're, we're obviously talking about Hamas, what the attacks on Israel. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. Let's go to, I believe it's Levi joining us right now uh, on the line. Hello, Levi. Thank you for calling in. Hello. How are you? Doing okay, Levi. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Well, uh, I was just talking to Rabbi Wine on the phone before he got on the radio, and oh. he thought that I should get on and talk to him about what's going on. So I want here I am. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on what's oh. taking place in Israel? Do you agree or disagree with any, anything uh, that we've said? I actually just jumped on. I haven't heard the opening that you guys have been discussing. Well, um, I can... Go ahead. Levi, we did, uh, Brian did bring up the, the, uh, rally that's going to be on Thursday night. You had some very clear thoughts about the rally and you had some thoughts about how Jews should respond. And I, I think that, uh, the, the listenership would, would actually appreciate your comments. So. Oh, okay. Um, well, yeah, let me start by saying that, like everybody, I've been absolutely horrified and traumatized by what has come out of Israel. Um, I've probably watched too many videos and images at this point. Yeah. Um, but I have a very good understanding of what we're looking at. And so when I hear that there are Palestinian Hamas supporters that are living amongst us and cheering and celebrating the the rape and burning and murdering of Jewish babies and women. I'm trying to understand why people are showing up to this rally to come light candles and sing and pray. These people would kill us. They hate us. They are a Malik. Mm-hmm. God commanded evil to be wiped out. Now, I'm not advocating any illegal acts or um, violence of, of any kind, but there are free speech rights like burning flags and signs that can say death to Hamas that I actually think are perfectly appropriate. What would you say, Levi? Levi, so obviously I agree with you, and I think these pro-Palestinian rallies happening just hours even, some of them, after these attacks is despicable. I'm on your side, of course. I'm on the rabbi's side. With that being said, if I was to play devil's advocate and say to you, what if there are families in this country... And while they don't want innocent Israelis to die, they also don't want any members of their family to die, Palestinians as well. And that's why some of them are holding these rallies, because they're worried about their own families. What would you say to that? You know, I would say that I empathize with them. War is a horrible thing. But this is war. And the fact of the matter is that the Palestinian people have put that group, that evil group, into power, and they've kept them there. And so, yes, there are innocent people that are going to die, but there's just no way that anybody can tell me they're going to rally and wave flags and celebrate after what just happened. Listen, if somebody wants to tell me that war is horrible and that they're sad that their family is there, I get it. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about evil people that have evil supporters Mm -hmm. that are... That are that are advocating your death, my death. That is what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you know, Levi, if I just jump in, I I think something is very important to recognize. There's no Jews in Gaza. There has not been a Jew in Gaza since 2006. Okay, they were literally 
ripped out. The, the remaining 6,000 Jews were ripped out of there by the Israeli government to give the Gazans their own space, probably square mileage, similar to Las Vegas, actually. Right? So it's seven and a half miles wide right. and 25 yep. miles long. Sure. Right? So it's like saying, and you guys, we're going to give you water. We're going to give you electricity. We're going to give you external security. Yeah. Right? That's all on the house. And you guys figure it out yourself. And what did they do? They took every one of their resources for the last years and tried to kill Jews that are not even amongst them. Yeah. And I think that is something that, and that, again, because... The, these Palestinian protests at Ilan Omar and, and AOC and all these people, it, they, they're propagating lies that make everybody more stupid. They're propagating moral, moral, uh, cowardness at best, moral blindness at better, but it's, it's moral corruption. Right. And they're doing that. So it's, oh, we ought to they occupy the, oh yeah, where are the Jews living in, in Gaza? There aren't any. No, I think so, that's a good point. So, you know, I think that's something that we have to, to say. Sure. Because sure. people don't know it. Yep. And, I, you know, to your point, I was just seeing some things that came out this morning where there were workers that they had allowed in from Gaza that actually were the ones terrorizing. Yeah. That was their repayment for helping them out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, there's no question. I, can I leave you guys? Sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, go no, ahead. no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, we, every year, we are... We go, all go to synagogue to stand together in a ceremonial reading of how we are commanded by God to kill a Amalek, every man, woman, and child. And we saw 3,000 years ago, King Saul almost pulled it off, but because he's a compassionate Jew, he was unable to finish the job. And that is why we are commanded to not be compassionate to evil people, because that is an evil deed. And we are now seeing the results of that. These yeah. are evil people that need to be destroyed. And if we are nice to them and polite to them... In All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining us. Programming note, by the way, I will not be here Thursday, Friday. Pushing the Limits will be here, but I'm taking a couple days off to go watch some golf. And uh, not to sound like Donald Trump, but I will be on the golf course. And uh, Chris Wynn will be filling in for me next two days, so you'll be in good hands there. Paul McKeskey tomorrow and Nicole Mitchell with Chris Wynn is must-listen-to radio on Friday. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. We're very happy to have uh, Rabbi Vitzvine. Uh, I love having him in studio. A lot of respect for him. And love it when he comes in studio and we talk about a lot of serious issues. And, uh, you know, last time we had him in, it was... The BS that Kanye West was spouting out of his mouth, and that was, uh, you know, horrible. And now we have this, which is obviously a lot more serious. Uh, so much innocent life lost um, in Israel at the hands of these barbaric animals of Hamas. And we're taking your calls with the rabbi at 702-221-7283. I know we have a few calls. Rabbi, why don't we do that? Why don't we take a few phone calls? Um, why don't we start off with uh, John? John is first up on Pushing the Limits. Hi, John. What's going on? Hey, man. Uh, Rabbi, I wanted to ask you, do you think that the um, powers that be uh, that created Israel after World War II uh, had the ability to look into the future, uh, and uh, in that future would include up to today, uh, at the time that they made the decision to create Israel, do you think they'd do it again? 
Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I, I do. Thanks for the question. I, I, I do. I think that people underestimated the absolute hatred that the Arab nations had against the Jews. I think that there was a, a, a split. You on one uh, Israel was is it was born out of the genocidal actions of the Nazis, and the world really did uh, feel guilty by standing to the side while uh, a third of the a world Jewish population was exterminated like rats and they felt guilty and they uh, allowed, you know, they, they, a Jewish homeland to be established. And, uh, and, and they didn't realize uh, the absolute hatred that the Arab nations had towards Israel. Um, but what's, again, it's, it's an issue of, of, of moral clarity. And then, and then throughout the years, people would treat the Arabs like, like we treat ourselves. Oh, if you could throw a little bit of money, if you have a problem, your, your cleaning lady is upset with you, throw a little money at her and, uh, she'll be okay. Like she'll come back the next week. She'll keep doing that. But that's because this is, we are Westerners and the Arabs are not. And they, uh, they, they, the hatred is very, very deep seated. And, uh, you cannot have a discussion with somebody who wants to kill you. you, you you're walking, showing up with a knife to a gunfight is a bad idea. Mm -hmm. And if the, you know, and, and we have to recognize that. And then we have to be clear about that. And again, does every Arab want to kill every, the Jews? No, but every person who is part of Hamas and every person who is Hamas complicit wants to kill, wants to exterminate. They want to exterminate me okay, my family we, we, everyone. we heard that we heard that part rabbi i think uh i think there's absolutely no way in hell uh the powers that be would recreate israel the way they did after world war ii you know what hitler did was absolutely horrific uh i would argue it's the second worst thing in human history that's second only to slavery uh but uh, i think israel is a total mistake a total disaster it's never, there is never going to be peace there ever, ever, ever. Uh, and I think our support of Israel, look, I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm not Jewish. I'm not Muslim. I like you both. I got, I don't have a you dog have a in cell the phone? fight. But oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you have a cell phone? Do you have a cell phone? Of course you do. You have a dog the, in the fight. The point? You know why? Because you wouldn't have cell phones if, if you didn't have Israel. Did you go to? Do you go oh, to ever go on, to the hospital? Stop. Hold stop on, no. It. Think about it for a second. Think about no, it. For I, don't, second. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to listen to your crap, Rabbi. Uh, thank you very I, much. I think. Why is that I crap? think no. America no, has no, been no. dragged into this. I think America has been dragged into this unnecessarily. I think it's led to the uh, 9/11 attack. Did you hang up on me, you coward? No, I didn't hang up on you, and I'm not a coward. I disagree with what you're saying. Okay. No, John. no, no. I, 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 if, 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 if it was, if it was, if if this was my show. I would hang up on you. And the reason is because you're being disrespectful. Because you're a coward. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Let me take it from here. Disrespectful. Let me take it from here. John, we can have disagreements, but why would you call a rabbi a coward because you disagree with him because on Israel? Because he wants to hang up on me. Because well, he said he would hang okay, up on okay, me. That's you, why you, I called him a coward. Before we uh, that happened, you called him a coward. You guys have a disagreement on Israel. Okay, You guys can debate that. It doesn't mean we have to be disrespectful. It's not like he's saying okay. Donald Trump is Let's the greatest person to ever live or he's the next messiah. That would be ridiculous. Don't it? <laughs> okay, let me just make my point, and then I'll hang up. And you, okay. you got the rest of the show, Rabbi, to defend yourself. 
I think our support of Israel has caused uh, cost a fortune. I'm sick and tired of Benjamin Netanyahu coming over here acting like he runs the U.S. government. I think our support of Israel led to 9-11, and I think Israel was a total disaster. There's never going to be peace there, and we just continue to get sucked into this quagmire, and it makes me sick. All right. That's well, my point. Well, Have a good day, Rabbi. Well, thank you, John. Here's where I completely disagree with him. I disagree with him on a lot of fronts, Rabbi. I know you do. Israel is not the reason why we had 9-11. The reason why we had 9-11 had nothing to do with Jewish people or people of Israel. The reason why we had 9-11 is because Al-Qaeda, like Hamas, hate our way of life in, in the Middle East. They hate the freedoms we've had. They hang people out there if they're gay. Uh, the way they treat women, you can't even show your face, let alone your arm, if you're a woman. Okay? The reason why we had 9-11 is because of Al-Qaeda and Osama bin Laden, people that hate our way of life, more evil, murderous dict uh, dictators and terrorists that do not regard human life just as the same as Hamas. That had nothing to do with Israel, and I disagree with John 150%, number two of what John said. Um, Israel's done a lot of great things. Um, now, listen, whether it's a cell phone or, or what have you, I think to compare Israel to other parts of the world or even Hamas, quite frankly, is, and I don't think John did that, um, but it shouldn't matter whether you're a Muslim or Israel. John, you do have a dog in the fight because there's right and there's wrong. It doesn't mean you have to go out there with an AR-15 and risk your life for the Israeli people, but it does mean as a decent human being, and actually I do think John is a reasonable, decent person. I just think he's wrong here. You can call out right versus wrong. Okay, Israel would not exist if they didn't defend themselves. Hamas would take out the entire state of Israel. So yes, just because you're not Muslim or just because you're not Israel doesn't mean you put up your arms and say, well, I have no dog in the fight. Doesn't affect me. This affects the world. This is evil terrorism. And for you to not immediately call that out and then just to say, well, I really don't have a dog in the fight. We all should have a dog in the fight. It doesn't matter whether evil terrorist attacks happen in Israel or they happen in the United States. We're all human beings. We're all in the race together and we all have a dog in the fight. That's what I'd like to say about that. Yeah, I, I, John is, you are morally blind. You, you are, you are really morally blind. And, uh, again, and you're a Jew hater. I don't think, don't think because you don't, that just you say, oh, I, I don't like Israel. So I like you. No. Anti Israel is a Pollyannic cloaking of anti Semitism. That's all it is. And I, I'm bringing this to your attention so you can look at yourself in the mirror. You don't like slavery. Ah, good. I'm glad you don't. You realize if it wasn't for the Jewish people, you'd probably still be a slave. If it wasn't for Israel, you know what? The, 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 the opportunities, the understanding of freedom and free speech and, and, and being, uh, having a liberal society that has, has grown so much because of the Jewish people mm -hmm. and because of, of Israel. You, you, John, you would be a slave right now if it wasn't for the Jewish people. So you look at yourself in the mirror and reevaluate where your values and the, the things you'll, well, John, you'll just like, to. just like John hates, for example, the extreme right, as I do, Donald Trump or anybody who supports bigotry, treating people that are different because of their sexuality. It could be being gay, being transgender. I agree with John on those issues, but I also hate evil terrorists that kill innocent people. Uh, and, and we do all do have a dog in the fight. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. Let's go to Edward next. Hi, Edward. 
Hey, Brian. Hey, Rabbi. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, yes sir. Hey, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna bring it globally. I'm gonna bring it locally. Rabbi, did you know yesterday was uh, the uh, capital punishment day? Did you know about that yesterday? In in Texas, we executed a Jewish man last night. Did you did you know, hear about that? Nope. Really? I didn't hear about okay, that either. I'll be honest. Okay, yeah, we had an execution last night in Huntsville, and uh, the man that was executed was a Jew. And yesterday was uh, the National Abol- Abolishment of the Capital Punishment Day. And I was wondering what you were thinking. I didn't know. I thought you had maybe had heard about that or so, but uh, I just kind of wanted your opinion on the death penalty itself and what what is right about it, what is wrong, and what's the what's the end result that we should be doing. Um. So. Yeah, there is there are situations in the Bible in the Torah that that uh, mm-hmm. death penalty would the concept of the death penalty exists the mm-hmm. limitations are so incredibly extreme that we mm-hmm. have not we have not uh, Jewish court has not uh, performed death let penalty me, in let over me, two thousand let years. me be very clear on yeah. what I think we should do with some of these Hamas yeah. people now listen this will never happen but if I had it my way yeah. I would gather their mm-hmm. families. And I would Uh-oh. have their families watch them be executed. Okay, but right, yeah, right, right. If I had it my way, that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. that's a, okay. That, that, that's Edward. I appreciate the call, my friend. Thank you. I got to get to some other callers. But if I had it my way, that's what I would do. I would. I, and again, I, I know some people aren't for eye for an eye and, and, and that sort of stuff. Seven zero two 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 one seven two eight three is the number to call again. Seven zero two 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 one seven two eight three. Um, that's personally what I would do to deal with some of these barbaric animals. I don't know if you. I, I I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. 100% I mean, I have, agree. I have always hundred percent agree. I have always been pro death penalty. Uh, I do agree with Republicans on that. Seven zero two 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 one seven two eight three. But it's not. This is not a death penalty with the with Hamas. It's this is war, and these people are trying to kill us. Yeah. They they are celebrating killing killing a genocide. And, and they need to be destroyed beforehand. Agreed. So, so it's really not a death penalty is, is another issue. Agree. All right, let's go back to the phone lines at uh, 702-221-7283. Damon is next. Hello, Damon. Hey, what's going on, Brian? How you doing? Hello, Rabbi. Hi. Um, I have a question. I really hadn't met many Palestinian people, and I met a Palestinian at my job as therapist, and she told me the Palestinian side of it. I just got a question. Do you think Israel has made any mistakes, or is there something you would have did differently to make the Palestinian people feel the way they do? No, Israel has has been incredibly benevolent and incredibly generous to all the Palestinians. And and by the way, you need to remember, of the 9 million people living in uh, Israeli citizens, 2 million of them are Arabs, and they are all doing very, very, very well. And the, the 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 Palestinians, so to speak, the people who live, you know, in the West Bank and in Gaza, they have been rejected and shunned by all of their Arab brethren. They have been they are used as pawns to made to be made an example of yeah. only because of Jew hatred, and so you, that that's what you have to realize. If you you got to go there, you got to take a look at it. You know, it's interesting. Um, the reason I got a cell phone in nineteen ninety five six that's back that's back in the time when it was like seventy five cents a minute was because I went to Israel and I saw some Palestinian kids walking around. Everyone had a cell phone, and I said, you know what? If these Palestinian kids could have a cell phone, I should I should have a cell phone <laughs> that's too. True. 
you know, in other words, and 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 you yeah. have to go there. You got to see them and and how good their life their lives are, and how benevolent Israel has been. You, just one last point. You got to realize Israel never, ever, ever, ever attacks the Palestinians when it's not uh, if it's not provoked. It well, I never. Certainly, I certainly don't disagree with that. Hey, Damon, it's always good to hear from you, my friend. I, I appreciate you calling hey, hey, Brian, in. Brian, one second. Yeah. Yep, go ahead. Yep. That 90% was even high for what I was thinking yesterday. Oh, you're talking about the police. Yeah, I would like to have another conversation with you about that. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Damon, I appreciate your call. Thank you so much. All right, let's try to speed through a couple of calls here because I do have another guest coming up here. But uh, let's go to uh, Cassius is next, I believe, right? Uh, Cassius is next on Pushing the Limits. Hello, Cassius. Yeah, thank you, Brian, and and welcome, Rabbi. I will tell you that uh, John that called earlier, I'm, I'm... I don't know if he's a Jew hater. I can tell you that he's gotten worse over the years just in terms of his political uh, outlook. But he argues from a false premise in that in 1948, nobody created Israel. It was a reestablishment of a state that existed since 1020 B.C. under King Saul. It was a reestablishment of the original homeland of the Jews. Now, whether you believe that that was granted or a covenant between God and the Israelites, that's up to you. However, in terms of the Jewish people, the Israelite people, the Hebrew people occupying that land, that's been since 1020 and even before that, 1020 B.C. under King Saul. So he's arguing from a false premise. Mm-hmm. I'll also say this, that to equate, and he, he equated slavery, well, he said slavery was actually worse. Which slavery is he talking about? The ancient Israelites in Egypt, uh, the slaves the Romans uh, took in many of their conquests. But in the modern era, modern era, 20th century, there is no comparison. There is no worse crime than what happened under the Third Reich in, in view of their liquidation well, of the Jews. Well, I agree. I just will say, um, in generic terms, we all know how terrible slavery is, was, I would say, but even Brian, worse. they were not murdered. That's what I was just going to say. They were not murdered wholesale. That's what I was just going to say. I was going to finish my statement by saying, while slavery was atrocious, what's worse than slavery? Murdering people in front of their children, raping the mothers. That's what Hamas did a couple days ago. So I respectfully disagree with John. While slavery was atrocious, and I hate comparing atrocities, but Adolf Hitler is responsible for the Nazis for killing 7 million Jews. So I would say... 6 million is the correct figure. Hey, Cassius, I appreciate you calling in, my friend. i got to get to a few more calls, but thank you so much. Appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Uh, Let's try to speed through a couple more, and then uh, we got to take a break here. Uh, Let's go to Al. Al is next on Pushing the Limits. Hello, Al. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Brian. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I was listening, and, you know, I usually only call in when I have a comment that I think is worth it. Uh, I think the pastor said, uh, the, the rabbi said it correctly, that if you don't have any sympathy for what's going on and the people are getting killed, you have zero moral compass. Yeah, you don't have any morals, man. You're yeah. you're just like way off. And there's a lot better ways to solve this, but going around doing what they're doing is just way off. And uh, BLM, I think they should come and say something and and denounce this. Well, some you of their some of their social some of their hatred some of their social media platforms, and I don't know who from BLM said this, but some of the BLM people uh, have taken the side of Palestine, and yeah. and, and it's just you know it's just. Again, I've, I've given you yeah, my thoughts Yeah, this is there. ridiculous to yeah. solve your problems this way, yeah. to go around and thinking that this is a way to solve problems. This is, this is an outrage. This is non-human. 
Yep. And this is no moral compass. Every Hamas. Yep, every Hamas individual should be executed. And I got to thank the, the, the rabbi for pointing that out. Absolutely. Thank Al, you. I appreciate you pointing that out as well and calling in. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Not a problem. Bye-bye. Well, Rabbi, these are very uh, emotional, very difficult times, and I'm sure you would agree. I, I, I certainly appreciate you coming on and and sharing sharing your thoughts with us. Um, before we go, I would love uh, love to have you on again soon. Uh, of course. Um, can you give out the information of your synagogue, how people can get involved and contact? You? Oh, thank you so much. Okay, so yeah, so again, the name is Rabbi Yitzwine. I'm the Rabbi of Young Israel Ash of Las Vegas. I uh, catch my podcast. Life is great. It's the name of the book. Um, I got to go on your podcast one day. I, I, 100%. 100%. Right? We'll have you there. And uh, so Life is Great. That's the podcast and the book of the same name. And um, and uh, the synagogue is Young Israel Asia Las Vegas. We are in Village Square. We're right next to the La Quinta oh, cool. Hotel, La Quinta Suite Hotel and the Sarah West Library. Mm-hmm. Um, time to show up is uh, we're there every day for different classes of all, all kinds of things. But uh, check out a Shabbos. Come out on a, a Saturday morning, you know, 1030 in the morning. Stick around for the, the kiddish and schmoozing. You'll meet great, great people. My and, parents, uh, I'm sure, um, would love the food. <laughs> they, they would love the food. Food's great. Food's they great. love the food. Rabbi, thank, thank you so much for being here. All right, uh, we all can use the term pray. We hope. We yep. pray. Whatever religion you are. Awesome. That uh, the loss of innocent life, we never want to see that. And this is just horrible. And uh, my thoughts and prayers are out to all the people of Israel and, and what they've had to go through. It's just uh, mesmerizing. It's just terrible. Right. Rabbi, thank you so much for being here. All right, thank we're gonna, you, Brian. Absolutely. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back... He is the grandson of our former governor, right? Kenny Gwynn. Blake Gwynn going to be joining us in studio next from Keller Williams. Take a quick break. Be back right after this. It's Pushing the Limits right here on KSHB. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale of printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires 
requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. The London Bridge Resort in Lake Havasu is the perfect place to vacation in style. Their beautifully designed suites include stunning views, a kitchenette, and free Wi-Fi. The well-reviewed and affordable resort has tons of amenities, including a breakfast buffet, kids' camp, a nine-hole golf course, three pools, a marina, boat tours, a water slide, and a great nightlife scene. London Bridge Resort is centrally located in Lake Havasu City, Arizona. Go to LondonBridgeResort.com to plan your getaway today. London Bridge Resort, your Arizona oasis destination. Hungry for the best barbecue in Las Vegas? Come out to the infamous barbecue and meat market, John Moles Meats and Roadkill Grill in Las Vegas. John Moles was featured on the Food Network's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Now take home delicious meat selections for your grill, and while you're there, grab a bite of the best barbecue in Las Vegas. With two locations now at Tom and Gowan or on North Decatur, you're sure to find the perfect meats for your next barbecue or party. Find us online at johnmolemeats.com. Big Dogs Brewing Company, open 24-7, is an award-winning brewery, a full-service catering business, and a fun, smoke-free brew pub restaurant with a full-service bar, including over 35 craft beers on tap, 35 multi-denomination slot machines, the best gaming promotion, and a lively, dog-friendly outdoor patio. Big Dogs Brewing Company, 4543 North Ratchet Craig. Find out more at BigDogsBrews.com. Steiner, the Nevada style pub invites you to play the best tavern, keno, and video poker in Vegas. Promers are how we roll, so make the most of your gaming dollars here with us. Come play our proud partner gaming promotion, Fly Aviators Fly, and receive daily free play, bonuses, and more. With a chance to win awesome brand of prizes and big money for all the jackpots each week. It's not only great gaming that Steiner's pub has, it's a 24 awesome rotating draft beers. Vegas is best appetizers to match. So join us in supporting your Las Vegas aviators, Golden Knights, Lights, Aces, and the Raiders, as we make history in Vegas. Steiner, the Nevada style pub at 8410 West Shan, 1750 North Buffalo, and Las Vegas Boulevard at Windmill. Steiner's, I love this place. Located only four miles from downtown Colorado Springs, at just 10 miles from Pikes Peak, Hyatt Place Colorado Springs Garden of the Gods offers spacious rooms featuring contemporary decor with stylish furnishings, including divided living and sleeping areas, the Hyatt Grand Bed, state-of-the-art media and work center, a 42-inch flat panel high-definition television that easily integrates with laptops and other devices, and complimentary breakfast is included in your stay. Hyatt Place Colorado Springs Garden of the Gods at 503 West Garden of the Gods Road. Visit HyattPlace.com. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. 
Forget about it. back it is pushing the limits on a wednesday always a pleasure having the rabbi in studio by the way he's not a coward all <laughs> um, are calling in calling him that inappropriate not true um and for the record when i hang up on people it's usually because they're idiots or they say something that is moronic like for example israel funded hamas you're an idiot if you say something like that and you will be hung up on okay to have debate and disagree but when you go to that level i'm not gonna waste any time anyway with that being said programming note i will not be here thursday and friday to to some that might enjoy that and like that news but chris Wynn will be filling in for me the next two days regular guests on thursday paul mccaskey is going to be on nicole mitchell is going to be on friday brian why are you taking a couple days off well i'm going to be watching some golf at the shriners hospital for children's open and I don't mean to gloat about this because I don't even think I've even said this on the radio yet, but I, but I am going to the Aces game tonight. I will be sitting courtside with a very famous uh, lady, and uh, I'll just, you know, leave it at that, and then you could make your opinions on it on social media. Uh, but she's been in Curb Your Enthusiasm, and she was very good in that Will Smith movie, uh, Independence Day. Yeah. She is a fox. She is a fox. You're right about that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> speaking of fox, uh, joining us in studio right now. Uh, always love having uh, my good friend Blake Gwynn in studio from Keller Williams. Uh, of course, as I mentioned, uh, his his grandfather, uh, the late great uh, Kenny Gwynn, uh, one of the one of the better governors certainly we've had in Vegas in decades and decades and decades. And uh, always good getting Blake's perspective on everything. We could be talking about the housing market, we could be talking about the Vegas Golden Knights, or we could be talking about Israel. And Blake's always game, and I appreciate that. Blake, how's it going, my man? Man, I am good. Thank you for having me in. I don't even know what day it is today. They all blend <laughs> in together. They do. I'm jealous of your event that you're going and who you're sitting <laughs> next to tonight. Can I say this? Yep. We took a picture in studio last week. Or was it? No. Was it like two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. And you look, it's incredible that I never realized how much you look like Canelo Alvarez. So, <laughs> so this is funny. So we take a picture and, and by the way, it was an unbelievable picture because you couldn't ask. He looked exactly like Canelo and he's got the fist up and this was the week of the fight. And I put it up on there as a gag, right? And I'm thinking yep. like, nobody's going to believe this, right? Nine out of 10 people that commented and liked the picture actually thought you were Canelo Alvarez. It's unbelievable. It's incredible. Yeah, well, I'm just that handsome. <laughs> it's incredible. It's, I couldn't believe how many people believed it. Oh, well, I, I've gotten it a couple times at her, Chris Pratt, but you know, as, as you I, age I, and. Canelo uh, with the red, you know, yeah, with the yeah. beard, you look at uh, that picture was, anyway, yeah. that was very funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm an off season Canelo. Congratulations, you know? by the way, on winning the fight a few weeks ago. Oh, too. thanks. Yeah, Thank congratulations you Congratulations on that. Um, anyway, Blake, we got a lot to get to, yeah. uh, before we talk about, uh, the housing market, of course, and things are ever changing. Uh, before I get to that, any thoughts on what's going on, like I- I- as far as Israel is concerned and, and, and what's taking place? Cause we've been talking about that for the last hour. And my, my thoughts and prayers yeah. are with Israel. Um, I condemn Hamas and they are terrorists. They are warlords. They are thugs. And anybody who is supporting their cause, I do not have any respect for you. And I just, I hope this doesn't lead to another war that where the U.S. gets involved. Um, God, but man, my, I, 
my wife's family, her, her uncle is Jewish and he has family uh, in Israel. Thankfully, they got out safe. It is such a horrible situation. I'm, I'm very thankful to be born and raised in America and not, and not have to deal with that on a constant basis. We but, all are. Yeah. But, um, you know, from, from the Jewish side, man, I just got done saying it. Like since their inception, they have just been persecuted throughout centuries and sure. centuries. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just sad. I, I don't, I don't condemn war or I, I don't support war. Um, and I, I condemn the actions of Hamas. Yeah, and I wish everybody would 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 would, would speak that tone, and, and and instead of the first thing some will say, "Oh, I support Palestine." Okay, well that's fine, but maybe now's not the time to be to be holding these uh, protests about Palestinians uh, after all these innocent Jewish people in Israel have been massacred. Maybe that maybe you might not pick the the best time to do it. Sure, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with 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 supporting innocent Palestinian people. I don't see anything wrong with that, but now. Days after an attack where all these innocent people in Israel have been slaughtered? No, and for me, from my perspective, I'll probably catch heat on this, and that's okay. For the Palestinians that were there that don't want to take heat for their support of Hamas should have booted Hamas out earlier. Agree. If you are in Palestine, if you're there and you have any association with Hamas, then in my opinion, you are a part of Hamas. And you support them, and I do not support that. I'm with you. I'm with you, my man. And I'll take heat for that, and that's fine. No, well, you shouldn't take heat for that. If you take heat for that, then then they're on the wrong side of history. There's no question about that. Well, let's talk about uh, some other than other than obviously what's taking place in the Middle East. Maybe some more pleasant things to discuss uh, because boy, there's a lot. You, it can make you crazy watching the news today, right? I mean, there's just so many crazy things going on in the world. We could be talking about the Trump indictments. We could be talking about Hunter Biden. We could be talking about uh, right-wing fringe groups, left-wing fringe groups. I've been very critical of the squad, especially lately. Oh, God, the squad. Uh, there's so many things in the news that, that we could be discussing, but uh, let's try something on a, on a more lighthearted note because uh, uh, I didn't want to really depress people and, and have you in and, do, and talk about all these horrible things that they have to be talked about. But on a, on a lighter note, you've grown up in Las Vegas. You've lived here your entire life with your family. Um, last night was a very special night at T-Mobile Arena. Um, very special to see a banner that is the Stanley Cup champions in the Vegas champions. I'm starting to talk like Donald Trump now. United States of America, uh, the champions, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights raising the banner. Uh, very special night in Las Vegas. It was, I, I was not able to go. My wife's out of town on work. And so I'm watching the kids. And so I got to watch on ESPN, even though it was delayed. It was such a cool moment. But let me say this. Mm-hmm. In Vegas fashion, I expected a little bit more, I don't know. You didn't like flair, the slot machine? <laughs> a little bit more flair. Like, not only does ESPN say, hey, we want everybody to watch the banner raising. Like, this is Vegas's moment to like, wow, everybody. I mean, I have seen pregame shows against the Jets. And we have just, just the most amazing show. And it just was so underwhelming you needed like wayne newton to like fly out of the rafters something. or something or david copperfield but to show a up slot or, machine yeah, yeah, yeah. it just was so yeah. a couple lions on uh, the ice you know yeah. something yeah uh but other than that i was so proud of the knights they came out 
and just they played a the full, full 60 minutes. I mean, oh, they, they really they played well great. last night. Yeah, I mean, and Aiden Hill is like Mr. Confidence. I mean, he looked like right where he left off in the Stanley Cup Finals. I said that earlier. He I, looked he looked really great good re-sign. yesterday. Yeah, great. Yeah. And, and by the way, our backup goaltender is an NHL All-Star in Logan yeah. Thompson. I mean, so the goaltending is A+. Plus. Yep. You would argue better than last year because now you have Logan to back up Aiden Hill, which I think is appropriate right now anyway. And the team has not gotten any worse. The Barbashev re-signing to me was more important than anything. Um, say what you want about Riley Smith. Riley Smith, very good player. But Barbashev is a two-way player. Not only can he score goals, but he's physical. He's big. And Riley Smith was not a physical player. Good goal scorer, not yeah. a physical player. Uh, the Barbashev re-signing, I think, was huge. Um, some minor additions here and there. But the, if listen, if you got Mark Stone healthy... And Marcia so playing at the level he will play, I, I think, if he's healthy. And Carlson, you know, playing yep. at his capabilities. There's no reason for me to believe with Cassidy at the helms again, really, really good head coach, that they can't contend to go back to back. They should have a run like the Lightning did mm-hmm. for those three or four years and just dominate. But again, it's going to come down to injuries. Right. Can Mark Stone stay healthy for the whole season? You know, and that's I mean, the way he goes is the way the team goes. Am I, that's the way I think about it. Um, you know, because watching him carry out the cup last night, that's his team. As long as he stays healthy, um, possible MVP candidate, too. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, so I think this year is going to be a, a wild ride, yep. and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I don't know where you are on the Raiders. Uh, I know they just beat the Green Bay Packers. I know you're a football fan. I'm just, I've never been a Josh McDaniels guy. I never will be. Uh, they beat a bad Packers team with a bad offense. Um, but, uh, they, they could beat the Bears. They should beat the Bears. They should beat the Patriots. They could win three games in a row, but people are going to be saying, yeah, you see, I told you so. If the Raiders are four, you know, you know, four and four, whatever. Yeah. But I don't, you know, they're not going to beat any elite teams in the NFL. They're just not a very good football Jordan team. Jordan Love is a backup quarterback. I think he's proved that now. Mm-hmm. Um, he does not process the game as fast as he should, sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for all those years. The Raiders are, I will say, a bright note on the Raiders. Their defense looks good. Their cornerbacks look great. They're would off- you characterize their defense as good? I would say average. I love Max Crosby. I think Don't that, get me I, wrong. I but- think that they're really starting to gel right now. Mm-hmm. I think that they're an average to good defense right now. Mm-hmm. What really kills them is the offensive play calling, which is unimaginative. I think Josh McDaniels was probably a horrible hire. Anybody that gets hired from the Belichick tree, typically, except for Mike Variable, has done very poorly. Um, the offense is a joke. Agree. The run game is an absolute joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will go out and I will say that they will lose to the Bears. I think Justin wow. Fields will go out. He'll that's, throw for two fifty. That's, that's really and he'll bad. have two rushing touchdowns. That will be really. When is that game? By the way, I'm trying to remember when that game is. I don't know. They, they, they tend play the Patriots. They, they tend to give really bad teams all of like the Thursday and Monday night games. So it'll probably be one of those. The Bears really are god awful. Their defense is terrible, but you could make the argument maybe their offense is just as good, if not better than the Raiders. So I can understand why you would say that. Yeah. Uh we'll have to wait and see uh what happens. With that being said, also, God, not like there's not a lot of stuff going on in the sports world here. Uh the Las Vegas Aces. Aces uh, are in the WNBA finals game two tonight. My daughter and I will be watching that game. I'm really excited. You'll see me on ESPN. I am gonna I got be, I'm gonna be wait, watching to see uh for once, what kind of fox you're with for once, <laughs> for once in my life, 
I get to go to the game as a fan, not a member of the media. So that's going to actually be very enjoyable for me. Uh, Tom Brady and LeBron James were at the game, uh, the first game. Uh, that was that was pretty cool on Sunday. Uh, I don't know who's going to be there tonight. I know Tank is singing the national anthem. That's all I know. <laughs> is, is did I read that Tom Brady is a co-owner? He is. He, he that's owns, pretty cool. He, he, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd call it a co-owner, but he certainly owns a piece of the a team. Ownership, uh, not as much as Mark Davis, but he he, he got some ownership. Uh, Mark Wahlberg was at the game the other day. I don't know Mark if he'll be Mark. there tonight. Yeah, I think. Can you imagine that the Aces win as an expansion team? The same with the Knights, and they each go back to back this year. It'd be incredible. <laughs> It'd be incredible. That'd be I, the greatest thing for Vegas sports yeah. since the well, 90 Rebels. Well, Aces fan might, uh, yeah, that's true. Aces fans might not like, like what I'm about to say, and I hope I'm wrong. I think the Liberty win tonight. I think their backs are against the wall. They have too many Hall of Fame players. Brianna Stewart, obviously, being one of them. She was not very good. The Aces guards could not have shot the ball any better in game one. The uh, Liberty guards could not have shot the ball any worse. I think we're going to see a very competitive game. I think the Liberty are going to be playing like their backs are against the wall. And I think they win tonight. If they don't win, uh, the Aces are going to win this series. If yep. New York does win this game, then the Aces are in trouble because now they have to win a game in New York. So this is a huge It's game. a huge game for yeah. both sides. Um, I'll be honest, I don't watch enough of the WNBA to know all the players and everything, but, you know, yeah. from watching highlights and reading on Bleacher Report, you know, I do know that the Liberty throughout yeah. the year have been the superior team. Asia Wilson, in my opinion, is the best offense, best, uh, excuse me, best female basketball player in the world. She's the best two-way basketball player and the best all-round bat. Brianna Stewart, say what you want about her. I'm sorry. I take Asia Wilson over Brianna Stewart. So, um, I'll take your word for that. Yeah, I, I really do. And I'll take Becky Hammond over any coach in the WNBA. In fact, maybe most coaches in the world. Uh, she's a hell of a basketball coach. So we'll wait and see what happens here. Yeah. But I, I expect the Liberty. They are a very well coached team and I expect them to play hard and play like their backs are against the wall. I will be talking trash on the court. Good. Uh, yes. I, I, yeah, with, with, with my guests. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm really, uh, Looking forward to the game tonight. I think I think it's going to be a lot of fun and, and a nice atmosphere at Michelob Ultra Arena and certainly looking forward to it. Um, where have I not? I haven't even touched on the PGA Tour. The Shriners Hospital for Children's Open this week. Lexi Thompson, LPGA player, playing in this PGA event, which is history in yep. the making. Very so exciting. that'll be fun. We have NASCAR in town this weekend. I mean, what is you grew up here? What is what are we not? I mean, we need the NBA, of course, but that's the last that's the missing piece is the NBA. Yeah, you have. The greatest hockey team, Ugh, Raiders. You've got a fantastic WNBA team. Right. Um, I really don't care if we get an MLB team. I just don't care. I don't think the, the expense, and I don't think that they'll, they'll actually bring over anything favorable. They've proven that. You've got NASCAR. You've got F1, which I've heard a lot of the locals are not happy with, with all the construction downtown and on the strip. But, man, this place is popping lately. It really is, and and uh, it's just getting better and better. I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of what's going on with Formula One as far as the the construction and the traffic. And I'm not an I'm not a big race car guy. Yeah, uh, uh, I I never watch it. I don't think my entire life I've watched uh, race car driving, NASCAR, whatever Formula yeah, well, you One. You met you met ever. Mike McNamara, my business partner. Yes. So he got me. He was like, "Hey, you got to watch the F1 series on Netflix." And then I, I got kind of hooked, and he got really into it. So he'll wake up on like Saturday mornings at yeah. six in the morning, watch it. Yeah. But everybody that I know that works down on the strip is like F1 is horrible. Yeah. The way they're kind of, you know, going around and, and, uh, kind of like mafia style to some of the businesses and like, um, God, what's that fresh run? Mona Miga B, mm -hmm. you know, essentially saying, Hey, give us five million 
or we're going to put up stands right in front of your your balcony. Um, and so yeah, I know a lot of the good. locals down there are not happy with. No, with I'm, not, I'm not a big fan, although I will be honest, I am a fan of people wearing M&M suits uh, getting in physical altercations. That's always fun when they, they, they fight one another, these races, they get out of their car in their M&M outfits and, <laughs> and start getting in. That, that That's always enjoyable to me. But, you know, I'm not a big NASCAR fan. I'm not a big Formula One fan. Is it great for the city? Sure. Yep. Uh, I'm sure your grandfather would, would have agreed that it's great for the economy. It's great for Las Vegas. But I'm I, not a big fan of watching cars go round and round. I'm just, you know, it's just not it's, really it's, my thing. I, I'm with you. It's not my cup of tea. No. Um, it does generate millions for our local economy with the jobs and everything, you know, hotel rooms. So I'm for that. And I support anybody who, you know, wants to go out there and, you know, because that's a heck of a drive. You're going to be sending a ton of traffic going out to the NASCAR <laughs> I'm speedway. Gonna, I'm going to stay away, man. You know, but I am, I am helicopter staying, in if you can. Yeah, I'm staying away. That is yeah. for sure. All right. Uh, we've covered from the sports aspect. I wanted to talk to you about a little bit about your expertise, which is, of course, buying or selling a home over there at Keller Williams. Uh, the market is ever so changing, right? It's, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, and it continues to continue to change. Explain to our listeners where we're at right now. Okay. So for right now, we are in probably uncharted territories, is let's, let's way to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so mortgage demand right now is the lowest it has been since 1996. So what does that mean? It means less buyers that are in the market right now. Reason why? The feds continue to raise interest rates, and then you had prices that have have not come down on these homes. And so on an average $300 home, that that mortgage payment has gone up from the past two years from, say, $1,800 to almost $3,000 for a $300,000 home. Um, and so a lot of people that are in the middle to lower income are currently being priced out of this real estate market. Um, and it is vitally important to work with a listing agent who can relay that information to a seller because, you know, every seller, I would say about 80 to 90% of any offers that the sellers get on their homes are going to be asking for seller contributions to help buy down the rates. And that's, that's going to be across the board. And so mm-hmm. you have to be prepared for that. Um, Interest rates are getting so bad right now that the National Association of Realtors, the National Association of Home Builders, and mortgage brokers all got together and wrote a letter to uh, the Fed chair, Jerome Powell, saying, if you continue to raise interest rates, you're going to crash the economy. You're going to crash the real estate market. You just don't have inventory right now. Right now, inventory – well, I'm sorry. You do have inventory. It's climbed up. Mm -hmm. But sales have fallen almost 40% since the summer. Wow. Why? Because of interest rates. Because of because of how high interest. Wow, yes. that's interesting. And who's to blame for that? Oh gosh, I don't know. Is it Biden? Is it Trump? <laughs> it's the blame game. You know what? I yeah. in my personal opinion, it was all of the money that we spent during COVID. I think COVID was a main factor in what's causing an issue in our real estate market. I think that both sides tried to put money into the economy since it was shut down. And I think they went about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the right way was during COVID, but there was so much free money out there. The interest rates were so low that everybody could get into it. Um, and pricing was right there where investors came in and started swooping up and buying all, all the anything priced below 500. So uh, the COVID years is, is kind of what put us into this situation. And COVID, with all the spending, and we weren't making enough that has caused inflation as well. Interesting. And and what advice, I'm sure, you know, on a daily basis, you're speaking with a lot of clientele. 
What advice do you give them if people are thinking of buying and or selling? Well, I don't think they're going to be buying and selling at the same time. That's hard to do. Although, you know, there are some people that do do that. But but what do you, what advice would you give somebody right now that, hey, I want to buy a home in Las Vegas. What should I do next? Well, the first thing is to sit down with a realtor and possibly their preferred lender and just making sure that you actually do qualify. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing worse than going out, not pre-approved not knowing what your budget is and going out there and saying, I want this house and then realizing you can't qualify for that property. It's also vitally important to know all the expenses that you're going to go along with buying a property. You have your down payment, you've got your high interest rates, taxes, insurance. If you're in an HOA, you have closing costs, home inspection, appraisal, um, and all that really adds up. So you can't just go into it willy nilly and just have a couple right. bucks in your pocket. Mm-hmm. If you're selling, what we're doing to our sellers right now is we're essentially taking inventory that's currently on the market. Let's let's say we we do a radius of about two miles outside of it with comparables. We do about 30 to 50 homes. And what we're seeing right now is the highest price, the top 30 highest priced are not selling at all. The middle pack are going to sell, but you're going to have multiple price reductions. And then what you're looking at is the bottom 30% of those homes that are priced lowest will sell. And so now it's saying, hey, where do you guys want to price your home? Do you want to sell your home? Do you want to sit on the market? Do you not want to sell? And and so that's kind of how we're trying to help approach and try to price these properties correctly for sellers. Because it is it is a tough market out there right now. So obviously a client would have to, or I should say a prospective client, reach out to you speak with them and their lender, and then try to come up with a solution. How do people go about doing that? Uh, do they just call you directly? Do they contact Keller Williams? How do they go about that if someone's thinking about it? Don't contact someone? Keller Williams. Just call okay. me. So yeah. it's Blake Wynn. I am with Keller Williams, but our group is Willow Manor at Keller Williams. My phone number is 702-540-3311. Again, that's 702-540-3311. And then for you know pushing the limit, customers, um, any listeners are out there, if you do close with us, we're giving you guys $1,000 cash back. Woo! And that actually can go a long way to awesome. helping to, one, reduce your your interest rates yep. and or just overall expenses that you're going to be having with that house. I'm thinking call 540 Sorry, I was thinking of an attorney in town that has <laughs> those commercials. Yeah. 540 <laughs> Remember when he was the hammer? I do. I do. Yeah. I do. There, there are some interesting commercials out there for uh, numbers, uh, I should say, uh, billboards around the valley. We got to get you on a billboard. That's what we got to do. No, no. I was on a billboard once. Buying or selling, and we need a, it was, it was we for, need a Canelo was... picture with you with, your, <laughs> with like your fist. Fight for, fight for uh, I don't know, fight fight for uh, homes at a cheaper rate. I don't know. I don't know. I, with like a yeah. fist right there. I don't know. So, you never thought of, I don't know. No, I never thought about never that. Never thought one. of doing that. No. Ask your wife. <laughs> she should be up for that. Well, no, in all seriousness, uh, you know, we had a great time at your charity poker tournament a few weeks ago, yeah. raising money for the Ronald McDonald Fund. Man, I had so much fun. We had a good time. It was really great at Arizona Charlie's. And, and again, raising money for charity and everybody had so much fun. Some of my listeners showed up. I appreciate all of them. Yeah, for, I appreciate for them too. By. And uh, no, you're a charitable man. Oh, I appreciate Please it. Please give Blake a call. 702-540-3311. Throw that in there. Also known as Canelo Alvarez. Always love. Blake, you got to come out to the Shriners with me this week. You got to come I out I will try. It all, right. all depends upon when my wife gets back in town. She's it. in Park City right now for a conference. Oh. So I've got the kids all by myself all week. Oh, so, so no, like, night out in the town. You got the kids. Good Lord, no. 
Good Lord. That's why I don't have kids. I love kids, but I don't have any. That's why. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, I appreciate you being here. And, Thanks, uh, man. Uh, we want to support what you do. You support the show. We want to support what you do. Uh, give Blake a call. Again, that number is 702-540-3311. Blake, I'm on a four-day weekend vacation, I guess you could call it. So uh, Chris, Chris Wynn is going to be filling in for me Thursday and Friday. Do and, I have to listen to that? And yes, you might have to. I don't know. You might have to. And yes, I am taking uh, Vivek A. Fox to the game tonight. I'll, I'll have some stories for you guys on Monday. That's for sure. Uh, she's awesome. So I'm really looking forward to that. Mutual friend, Miguel Nunez Jr., who was in Juana Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's how I met Vivica. So we're going to have a great time. I can't wait. Um, and uh, go Aces Go, right? They say go Knights Go, go Aces Go. I'll be watching it. All right, Blake. Good to see you, my Thanks, friend. Man. I appreciate you being here. Chris Wynn will be filling in for you tomorrow and Friday. I'll see you live on Monday. Thanks for joining us, everybody.